260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Hey, yo, yo, yo. What is up, guys? We are back. Kickback Pod, episode 32 with my man Fobbs. We're, we're, we're crushing these episodes, man. Half a century on the way, coming up soon. How you doing, my man? I'm good, I'm good. And you're right. I was looking at it, I was like, damn, dude, have we really done 31 now almost? I mean, we're in the midst of doing episode 32. That is a lot of episodes. Um, but we've been going strong for over a year. I'm super happy to be here, super happy to be here with you. How are you? You went to Amsterdam. You look like... You had a good time. At least it looked really dope on on Instagram. I love the city, but I want to hear your thoughts. What did you think? Yeah, I'm still high, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was it was a weird city. I gotta say, man. Overall, um, a little bit different than I expected. Um, I felt like maybe it was the days of the week that I was there, but it was a very quiet city. So especially at nighttime, not a whole lot going on. Uh, There was basically like, from what I could tell, nobody outside. All the bars were also closed like Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Most bars were opening on Thursdays. So it seemed like maybe I just chose the wrong days to go there. But it was just it was just like an extremely quiet city. Yeah. So I feel like it's a city where if you're not going to be, you know, getting stoned out of your mind, I feel like there's not a lot else to do there, but maybe, I don't know, I'm a little bit spoiled coming from Berlin. Um, I did enjoy a bit of the shopping. Shout out to everyone who uh, gave me recommendations. Uh, You guys told me about a lot of cool streetwear stores, especially. I checked out a place called Olory, which was really dope, like one of the best human-made collections I've seen at a store. Uh, also my personal favorite shop, I would say in the entire city has to be Ben G, which is like a skateboarding sh- uh, shop. And I didn't expect it to be so good, but I actually went in there and I bought a bunch of stuff, some hats, some sweaters, nice. uh, really cool selection there. Uh, also actually, I, I'll talk about it in my latest pickups. I also picked up a pair of sneakers, uh, while I was at Ben G. I was a little bit disappointed with the store that had the most hype, which was, uh, Pata. Um, it was my first time, of course, going into Pata, and I was kind of shocked by like just how small the store was. It was like I didn't expect a store as big as my living room. <laughs> like it's a really tiny store, which pretty much just had Pata's spring summer collection on the shelves and a few New Balances on the wall, from what I could tell. But um, I don't know, was there like a hidden floor I didn't go to or something? Because uh, <laughs> it just felt like a for all the hype that it got, I just felt like it was a bit like underwhelming in person. I know what you mean. I mean, I think it's generally set up to be kind of a, you know, yeah, like it's a store that they started. But then also if you look at like their Milan store and their London store, they're also not the biggest stores in the world. Um, and I guess maybe in the store itself, their strategies to kind of push their own product because I know they have other products uh online right and then obviously all the hype stuff is going to be gone um the day of uh but i also i haven't been to amsterdam in like five years i'm actually going in june so i'm actually looking forward to actually in exactly a month i'll be there so oh wait i didn't even talk about like the weirdest part about the city like i've never felt 
ever, even, and I've traveled, like, I've traveled to some pretty dangerous places, all right? Like, I've been to, like, 50 countries, almost 50 countries in my life. I've been to, like, South America, I've been to Southeast Asia. I've never felt like my life was more in danger than walking the streets of Amsterdam. Because of all the bikes? Like, dude, at any given moment, a bike is about to knock you over. (laughs) Like, a like not just a bike, like a car, a bus, a tram. Like it, the streets are so weird there. How it's basically like it seems like there's one road, and the road is shared by the trams, the cars, the bikes, the people walking on the sidewalk. There's like no clear separation. And if you're someone who's like unfamiliar with the city, it's it's like a real shock. Like <laughs> like every like I, oh my god like by by like the, f- the second or third day I thought like I almost died like six times on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, so uh, was... I mean I remember when I was there I didn't have a bike either, um, and I think there's a lot of like winding narrow streets too, right? Where like there's not that much. The streets space. are extremely narrow. Yeah. yeah, the streets are so tiny, and you're supposed to fit like two lanes of traffic, two lanes of bike lanes, plus two. Uh, sidewalks right mm-hmm. and it's like an extremely tiny street so i don't know it's just the way the city is i guess designed like it's not the best uh, like whoever came up with the uh urban planning for it uh, didn't do the greatest job because like i definitely don't feel safe walking around in that city well, <laughs> but well i think we're all glad that you made it out uh you made it out alive uh made it back safely to berlin and you also you mentioned you made it out with a couple of pair of sneakers or maybe one pair of sneakers let's you want to walk us through your latest pickups yeah definitely so i so while i was at benji i picked up the polaroid dunks uh the polaroid sb dunks uh and uh they were just actually like sitting there which was which was weird because I definitely thought that pair was sold out everywhere, and it does even have some resale value. So I was kind of surprised. They're super underrated. I quite like the multi swoosh, you know, uh, like the multicolored yeah. swoosh. Um, and then there's like something like 15 different colored laces in there, right? Yeah, that's that is the crazy part. I've never seen a pair of shoes with that many lacing options. It's insane. Like uh, basically, there's I think seven different colored lacing options there. One for each color of the rainbow. Uh, which is which is really cool. You can switch up the look of your shoe because the rest of the shoe, besides the swoosh, of course, it's, it's just like all over black. So you can definitely like switch up the look with all the different lacing options. Pretty cool uh, concept, of course, you know, the Polaroid cameras. Um, yeah, I like them, man. I, uh, I didn't think I would like them as much as I did when I saw them in person. I thought they were pretty dope. So I did I did pick those up. Um, some other pickups from me, another SB Dunk. Uh, this one I got from Civilist. Shout out to Civilist Berlin. The KCDC Dunk High SB, uh, which I believe... Um, so KCDC is a skate, a skate shop based out of Brooklyn, and I believe it was their 20th anniversary. And this was a sneaker collab to commemorate that. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the colorway is inspired by birthday cakes. Um kind of like to to um come to to show that it's their anniversary or their 20th anniversary is a celebration so that's where like the colorway inspiration came from uh i actually really really like the colorway the black and the pink dope colorway is that Um, the one that it's like inverted or something like that inverted no uh it's 
is it is it an inverted shoe maybe maybe i need to look that up maybe it's an inverted colorway of a more popular colorway i'm not entirely sure i'm thinking of the like inverted celtics one that's like uh black and pink as well and then if you uh, switch the 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 colors on your camera it then shows the celtics oh oh, right 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 right. no 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 this one has a similar kind of black and pink obviously but the other one is a little bit different i was thinking a different one yeah, no, this one this one just seems like so I'm just reading it here. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of just um more of like a birthday celebration inspiration colorway. It's pretty cool. Um I, I like the colorway a lot. It's definitely like different than most sneakers. That's why it's not really reselling for much. It's not everyone's favorite colorway, but I like it. Uh pretty decent decent pair. Another sneaker that I picked up for personal uh is the Sakai Blazer Lows. Um the most recent colorway, the white colorway. Um, this one, uh, I'm sure you guys know the Sakai Blazer Low, not the most popular sneaker. In fact, most of the previous colorways, you can get them on StockX for below retail. Um, I think it's a pretty slept on silhouette, to be honest. And the, the all white with the gray and the uh, beige colored midsole, that's the one I picked up. Mm-hmm. And I actually even picked it up for uh, 25% off from Soulbox. So I got it for like 90 euros. Which, um, yeah, that's a steal. Like, this is a super clean colorway that, and I've said this before, the Sakai Blazer Lows, they look amazing with shorts. It's like a summertime shoe for sure. And um, this is a this is a pretty nice sneaker. And for, for 90 bucks, not going to complain. Uh, definitely one of my, you know, better under-the-radar pickups from recently. And also the final sneaker that I picked up was the Jordan 2 Unions. Um, the gray colorway because the rattan colorway didn't release in Europe. I, th- I believe that was a union exclusive. Uh, the gray colorway, decent colorway. Uh, I know you said you like that colorway better. Uh, I would prefer the rattan over the grays, but just overall, uh, I don't really, I mean, I mean, after wearing those shoes on feet, I, I just can't do the, the Jordan twos. The Jordan twos, they just don't look good on me at least. Um, and, there's just something about that shoe, and, and I said this in my review, there's just something about the twos that I feel is just missing. Like every other more iconic Jordan model, they have something iconic about it. You know, like the ones have the Wings logo, the 11s have the patent leather, the uh, threes have the cement print, the fours have the cages. Um, there's always something, you know, iconic about each of these models, but the twos for me, they just kind of look like, a very basic generic shoe almost like almost as if like steve madden tried to do like a jordan one knockoff <laughs> that, that's yeah, it's got like that i mean it's so similar to the jordan one in terms of shape and like relatively simple build but it's chunkier and thicker right and i think that thickness around the ankle collar is probably the biggest issue that i have with it because when you put it on like pants don't stack or fall on it as nicely as they do on the air jordan one I don't necessarily think the shape is terrible. It's a lot more rounder. It's uh, it's a lot rounder than the uh, Air Jordan 1, which is kind of more triangular, which is cool. Um, but the shape, the roundness matched with kind of the padded ankle collar kind of ruins it for me. Yeah, I agree. The pants just don't stack well on it either. So, 
Yeah, not the biggest twos fan. I know Jordan Brand is obviously trying to uh, promote the twos this year. A lot of collabs on the way, like with uh, also there's one with Ama Manir coming out in the next couple of weeks. And I, I think also Maison Chateau Rouge out of Paris, they're doing a collab as well on the twos. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to be passing on all of these collabs. The twos, just, uh, they're just not doing it for me. Uh, but let's get, let's get into your pickups. Yeah, so I, I have a few. Um, one of them is actually not for me. It's the Nike Blazer Mid uh, in a classic white colorway with a black swoosh. That is a birthday gift from my brother, whose birthday it is on Saturday, which will be today, I guess, when you're listening to this podcast. Uh, he's turning 26. Um, and Shout out to Philip. Fireman Phil. Yeah, Fireman Philip, shout out. Happy birthday. Um, no, so he's, he's getting those from, uh, from my mom and myself. And then, uh, I got the Pata Mizuno Sky Metal, uh, as a seating pair from Mizuno. So shout out Vince for sending those over. I appreciate that. Um, super nice. I'm generally not a huge fan of the last two colorways, I have to say, although, um, one of the two first ones was actually okay. This one, though, it's got this like really nice kind of olive and red colorway with a bit of white on there. It's got the Pata branding on the tongue and the Mizuno branding on the heel. Very, very classic kind of 90s running shoe. Very simple as well. Leather, perforated toe box. Um, can't really go wrong with it, in my opinion. It's a shoe that, like your um, Blazer Low is a great summer shoe. You can wear it with shorts, you can wear it with jeans or other kinds of pants. Um, so yeah, really stoked to have that in the rotation. They're also super comfortable. Like they, they, if I had to compare it to something, I would compare it to maybe like the Gel Light 3 from Asics, which is also that really nice kind of squishy gel midsole. Um, and then the last pair of shoes that I got was a Puma Suede from the biodegradable pack so this shoe is basically it's called the re-suede and it's a shoe that's supposed to be completely recyclable completely biodegradable and supposed to be part of puma's circular economy and so basically the deal with this shoe is that it was sent to myself and, and the other oshuan podcast team members and we're supposed to test the shoe and wear it for like six months until november and in November, we have to send the shoes back to Puma. And then they plant the, they basically put the shoes in the ground and then they're supposed to like biodegrade, um, which is pretty dope because obviously there's, you know, too much shit in the world, not just sneakers, but everything. And a lot of stuff can only be used once or, you know, is used and then thrown away instead of recycled or reused in a different way. And if we can kind of come up with ways to create the shoes that we love, that can then be broken down and the materials or the scraps be used to make new shoes. I think that's a win for everyone involved, especially the environment. So these are quite nice. They've got this really nice gum sole and then also like, a, I guess you could call it like a khaki or beige suede upper, like one tone. Um, so no dyes, nothing like that. And uh, also really, really comfortable and really nice summer shoes. So you'll probably be seeing me wearing these a lot in the coming months just because I want to get like a good wear in before I send them back and then they get planted in the ground. But that's it for me in terms of pickups. So two and a half shoes basically. Um, yeah. And looking yeah, man, you're a good brother, you know, huh? 
You're a good brother buying your buying your buying uh, Phil those blazers. I mean, I got a good deal on them through uh, through Zalando. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> nice. but like I, uh, you know, he he has gotten a lot of shoes from me in the past few years, just in terms of like shoes that I don't wear anymore, or, or like had double or whatever. Um, he, I wouldn't call him a sneakerhead, but he definitely appreciates the classics and the blazer made in that white and black colorway is about as classic as they come. Um, so I'm sure that he's going to have a lot of fun with those. Those jumbo blazers have gotten like so popular. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yep. I've seen them quite a lot as well. Like not just in stores, but on people as well. Yeah. It it seems like this year Nike is really, uh, creating all these general models that clearly resemble the original off-white tens, like the, the blazers are one of them. And then also there's that Air Max 90 Terrascape. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen those, but those have gotten super popular. Oh, you got them. Yeah, yeah. Those have gotten so popular too. And they're, in my opinion, obviously like a knockoff of the uh, off-white, original off-white 10s with that translucent uh, outsole Mm -hmm. and the oversized swoosh as well. That's a good shout. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And they've done it in the past with the Air Force One as well, right? Where they had like vault colored Air Force Ones or some similar colorways and... um, it only makes sense, right? Because there's only so many of the originals and they're so expensive on StockX. So what's the next best thing? Get a shoe that looks like it, right? And as long as you're not like getting something that obviously tries to rip it off or is like a total fake version of it, if it's more of an homage or like a stripped down version, then, you know, all all the power to you. I think that's totally fine because you're basically buying something that you like, but not breaking the bank to get it. And the, the, yeah, and a huge win for Nike too, because these uh, Blazers and Air Max 90s have just been flying off the shelves. In fact, even though they're GR sneakers, it's actually really hard to get yourself a pair. And, and they're even going for kind of, uh, some of them have resale value too, which is, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but let's move on to, uh, I guess this is just going to be a news episode, a lot of stuff in the news lately. Uh, we'll, we won't try to spend like a lot of time on each topic we'll just we'll just kind of give our thoughts on some of the stuff going on uh right now uh first bit of news uh this was pretty recent so ama manier which is based out of uh city of atlanta uh recently had a break-in uh and basically uh the cop one of the cops were uh, called to the scene the cop ended up getting shot by the ama manier security guard and uh, but luckily uh, it was not fatal or anything uh, but the the perpetrators they did get away and um, yeah so that so that was essentially the whole story uh, uh, the investigation showed that the uh, criminals um, basically used used a sledgehammer to make a hole in a brick wall that was behind the store that's how they were able to get in and i I don't know what was stolen but um either way someone ended up getting shot because of this um yeah i mean pretty pretty crazy story um especially you know ama manier one of the one of the biggest names right now in 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 the sneaker world um crazy that this happened to them uh it leads to you know some bigger questions this is not the first time we've seen violence associated with with any kind of store uh earlier this year i know i i remember reading something but uh basically a woman uh, during the release of a nike dunk she ended up getting stabbed as well this also happened in the states 
uh, and we've seen we've seen these kind of violent uh, episodes occur at sneaker releases. It's quite common, I would even say, uh, for sneaker releases. Um, yeah, I mean, this makes us ask us ask a question like, why does this need to happen? Why why do these violent things keep happening? Um, and yeah, what wh- what do you think? What what has caused? What is the main cause for so much violence happening in the sneaker world lately? I mean, this isn't anything new, right? I think it's, these stories are still shocking, right? Like you said, this has happened before. It's happened, you know, there's people have been shot over Jordans for years and years and years. Um, more so in the States than in Europe um, because... You know, in the States, obviously, there's, I don't want to say there's more criminal activity because that's probably statistically not true, but I think it's easier to get your hands on weapons compared to, you know, Germany or other countries, the UK. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not really a new phenomenon, but it's definitely worrying because it, yeah, it just shows that people don't really care about each other, right? And about each other's safety and, and, and well-being. Um, why this is happening, I mean, it's pretty simple, in my opinion. It's that as long as sneakers are seen as a status symbol or hard to get and you can make money off of them, it's going to be almost impossible to avoid something like this in the future, right? Because there's always going to be bad people around. There's always going to be people who try and take advantage of others, whether that's when it comes to lining up for sneakers or when it comes to, uh, you know, lining up for the latest Rolex or, you know, what anything that's a status symbol or expensive and valuable to someone or to a group of people, there's always going to be a danger of somebody trying to ruin that by stealing, mugging, attacking. Um, so I think it basically just comes down to sneakers are valuable at the moment. They're hot. They're super mainstream and people are going to extreme lengths to get them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, how how do you see it? I mean, first of all, Amamanir must have the worst security guard of all time. <laughs> let's let's just say that. I mean, he he completely missed the break in, and then once the cop shows up, he shoots the cops. So, I mean, I don't know, man. That that guy that guy definitely probably needs to be replaced. But. Um, but I mean, of course, like we've been seeing this happening for a while now, and you definitely nailed it uh, with your points. Uh, anything that has value, uh, whether it be sneakers, uh, whether it be like now we're seeing this for swatch watches too. Uh, it doesn't matter what um, what it is. If it has value, there's going to be a bunch of people after it, and uh, if it's valuable enough, it could definitely lead to people fighting for things. We've seen we've seen things like this happen on like Black Friday. Um, I mean, yeah, you look know. at the videos on social media, like you said, of people breaking through the barriers to be first to get like a T-shirt that's discounted or like a PlayStation, you know what I mean? Like PlayStations, which are discounted by like 20, 30 percent and people are just like fighting over them or videos of grown ass adults picking stuff out of children's hands on, on Black Friday. Like it's 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 ridiculous. And I would say like, obviously, these there's hundreds of thousands of drops every week across the world right and statistically this is in the super 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 low range in terms of how often it happens how frequent this happens but would you say that these kinds of things leave a bit of a black mark on sneaker culture does it like i don't want to say 
or go as far as to say ruin sneaker culture for you because it definitely doesn't ruin sneaker culture for me because I don't consider this to be true sneaker culture. But do you think that it leaves a black mark and kind of ruins the reputation of sneaker culture a little bit? I don't, I wouldn't say it ruins the reputation of sneaker culture. I think it's just, it's part of it. I, like just, just, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to like say the same point all over again, but I think it just goes back to anything that has value is going to have people going after it at all times. Uh, and I don't even see any solution for this. Like, what could they possibly do? Like, as long as these sneakers have value, there's going to be people going after it. And in a country like the States where it's super easy to get a gun, you can literally go to Walmart and buy yourself a gun with your bag of chips. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, um, it's a very accessible place to get guns. And, um, yeah, I mean, um, Things like this is going to happen, and I don't personally see any kind of solution for it. The only, like, it will stop happening basically when these things don't have any value. Um, but I don't think people want that either. I don't think anyone wants, like, all sneakers to have no value anymore. Well, you, uh, could, and- you could just have all online releases, right? But then, or all hyped releases go online, or you could... If you're a retailer, store the sneakers in an undisclosed location and then move them to the store on release day, for example. But that being said, I know there's always, I think, my point is there's always solutions, but they're probably not the right solution for the problem because as a retailer, I'm saying that's way too much of a hassle to do, right? To have a separate location where I store my sneakers, what if that gets broken into, right? Or uh, moving everything online then it kind of kills the whole community aspect and people like actually going to stores and meeting people at the lineups and stuff like that. So you're right. There's no real solution to it or no solution that works for everyone. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're very unlikely, if you're listening to this and you have ever thought about violence to get a pair of sneakers, don't fucking do that. No, no, definitely. We do not condone violence in any way. Uh, yeah, I mean, like like you said, like, I don't think this. I don't think releasing everything online only is a perfect solution because, yeah, every single store part of sneaker culture and part of uh, you know one of the best things about sneaker culture is yeah, just going to the store, seeing other people wearing cool stuff, even for in store release, like lining up for release, uh, talking to other people in the line, you know, what kind of shoes they're wearing, and just talking about why they want the shoes. Like, I mean, this has happened many times, uh, and we really enjoy that. And that's part of the culture, you know, so I, I don't think it's a good idea to have everything released online. But yeah, I mean, I guess like hopefully people just have a little bit more common sense and, and, um, and you know, stop risking their lives, risking their um, criminal history, whatever. Like, just don't do stuff like that. Yeah, I guess that's all we can really say about this. No, I agree with you there. And I, I would say let's get all the kind of negative stuff over with next topic benjamin kicks revealing that (laughs) revealing that it wasn't the stores who gave them the shoes but it could have been dot 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 which everyone assumes to mean the brand directly your thoughts yeah i mean i i saw that i thought first of all man that instagram post was was pretty hilarious that where he posted and he said like rule number one 
I'd rather give up my entire collection before I give up my connection. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a fucking tool, honestly, that kid, man. Like, like I was, I was talking to, uh, I was, t- I, like, I discussed this in the Oshun podcast this week as well in German. If anyone wants to listen to that as well, but basically what I said there was. I get it. Don't hate the player, hate the game. But man, when the player is so annoying, then I give you full permission to also hate the player. Yeah, he's like he's so in your face with it, right? So, um, and, and like he knows the type of reaction he's gonna get with a post like that, and and he's doing it for that reaction, and so he's getting what he wants, um, and like his name is just getting thrown out there to all the people who buy from him i think you know he's getting his customer he's increasing his customer base when he gets a lot of uh, attention like this but as far as speculating what that dot 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 could be uh, i know like a lot of people assume it's the brands it could be the brands um okay i mean let's go through like who it would possibly be all right so there's like it could be the brands it could be factories um sending yeah, but he's not he's not getting them sent over from china there's no way and i mean there were there was videos but how, how do you him. know that it could be i don't think so because there, there there were videos of him going to a hotel and meeting marcus jordan and literally putting truck like driving with a truck and then just putting truckloads of trophy room jordans into the back of the truck so like trophy room he definitely got from marcus wait Trump. no fucking way there's there's video of this i didn't even know that okay maybe i've read that there's videos or fo- at least photographic evidence of them meeting at a hotel and there being like vans or something like that apparently there was someone who was another one of the resellers who copped from trophy room who was telling the story on a podcast or something like that and he was saying oh yeah we just went to this hotel and we just rocked up there and blah 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 um so that is definitely like for sure that he got it from trophy Man. room whether he If got it from any... union or not like is another question i think nike has a history of you know with that one woman whose son was like buying stuff off of sneakers like the like the, the mm-hmm. reseller dude nike has a history of kind of not condoning it but like closing an eye to it a little bit and right. so it wouldn't shock me if it really was someone at the brand who was like you know what like let's do this like it means that all our stuff sells out more easily he sells the stuff to we can sell it because he's not paying retail right he's paying a thousand bucks for a shoe that he then flips for 1500 to celebrities but um yeah i don't know like factories i feel like he would need to like have some big connections to china somehow and i, I don't see that happening. yeah see see yeah I, i definitely think if it's if, if we're gonna choose between either the brands or the factories it's much more likely to be the brands the factories the factories in china and vietnam they're all competing with each other to get that huge contract from nike all right like because that's worth billions to them and it's worth millions to their economy they would not risk something like this to end up losing that contract with nike because this is that would that that would something like this it, let's say nike finds out about it cancels their contract that is like a death blow so i don't i think they have way too much to lose and not not enough to gain really by by getting into a contract with with benjamin kicks i think the brands they're much more likely to do this because let's be honest currently entire sneaker market is pretty much driven by hype so It's gotten to a point where like, and you know this is true, if people see that a sneaker is not reselling, 
they don't want it. If they if if a, if a sneaker has no resale price, they don't want it. You know, like that's just that's just the way it is. Like uh, how good a sneaker is completely depends on what other people think of it, what the reselling market thinks of it. That's that's that seems to be the case. In fact, even just yesterday, I posted a poll on my Instagram with a picture of the New Balance six hundred and fifty, and I said, uh, "Do you guys like this model or not?" And most people said they didn't like this model. And then someone DM'd me and said, "Wow, I have really bad taste." Because I like the model and now I don't like it anymore. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like like this, you, whether or not you like a shoe should not be determined by what other people say about it. You know, so but but unfortunately, where we are right now, um, I feel like people like a shoe only if or not that shoe has some kind of hype. And I think the brands know that. And in order, we're hearing a lot of news right now about a potential recession happening in the United States. All the signs pointing towards that. In order to keep this whole sneaker market alive, I know we're really doing a conspiracy theory here, but it is very possible that these brands are giving these shoes directly to the resellers so that they can control the uh, reselling prices on the secondary market and still keep that imaginary hype alive, still keep that demand alive. That is my big conspiracy theory, but uh, don't quote me on it. None of this ever happened. I think that, like, to, to that point, I think they can only really do that with stuff that's limited anyway, right? Like, you didn't see Benjamin Kicks posing with the Cause Sakai Nike Blazers or the Nike Blazer, uh, Sakai Nike Blazer low in all white. But you see him with the trophy rooms, with the unions, which are all relatively limited shoes already, which had hype to them. So... I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know if, if it's a way, I, I think in a way you're right. Like it is a way to kind of boost the hype already, but like there needs to be a base level of hype for that to be possible with the shoe. Um, I think it's more, yeah, to, to supply celebrities with shoes, but still make money off of it. But again, this is, this goes deep down into the rabbit hole and like, who knows, maybe it comes out that he meant something totally different. It wasn't the factories. It wasn't the brand. It was, dot 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 with something else who knows what um, could it be that could be anything probably. else <laughs> unless unless he's like 50 and then he like writes a book or something like that how old is he now anyway like 16 so it's gonna be a while he's 20 now i think okay he's 20 now great um <laughs> so in in 30 years maybe we'll get a benjamin the benjamin kicks story written by benjamin kicks or something like that maybe he'll ask me to ghost write it for him and pay me a lot of money uh, who knows <laughs> Um, but maybe, yeah, it's very unlikely that we'll ever find out exactly where he's getting his shoes from, um, unless people start exposing this practice. It's definitely annoying, but I think just like these kind of robbings and, uh, muggings and, and burglaries, it's almost another inevitable part of sneaker culture. Whenever something's hot, there's going to be people there to take advantage of it. So yeah, nothing we say will change it. We just kind of have to try and ignore it as best we can. Buy the stuff that we like whenever we can. Rock the shoes we like to wear and let everyone else do their thing. Yeah, totally totally agree with you there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we I think we've spent enough time on this topic. Let's move on to some more fun stuff. Uh, a couple of sneaker, hyped sneaker releases on the way. Let's talk about that. 
First of all, our favorite mood board out of Montreal, Jound, back with two more collabs. They've already dropped what, in my opinion, was the sneaker of the year, so far at least, the 990 V3s and the olive color, which was the only shoe I wore in Amsterdam, by the way. And it's a shoe that looks really good in Amsterdam, <laughs> if that <laughs> makes any sense. Um, but there, there's two more collabs on the way. So first, we have a pair of Asics Gel Cayano 14s. And uh, another collab is the New Balance 990. I believe it's another V3. Um, and uh, this one being in a brown and black colorway. Um, both of these collabs, true to Drown's, I guess, aesthetic of, you know, very minimal sneakers with their logo on it. Same, it goes with basically everything they do. Uh, their clothing, their uh, accessories. Very simple, slight bit of branding on there. And that's that's been basically their their um uh, secret sauce i guess with all of their collabs however it seems like especially with the asics pair it seems like a lot of people myself included and probably you too fobs it might have been a bit too simple right um they have these two colorways the white one and the black one and it looks just like in my opinion any other asics general release Literally, like, what, what did they change apart from putting Jound on the heel, right? Like, the, the thing is, I, I don't think it's debatable. Like, they do look nice, but at the end of the day, it's a black sneaker and a white sneaker with some metallic silver highlights or accents. And it, I get it. That's Jound's thing, right? Very simple. Look at Massimo's uh instagram stories like you know he loves that kind of olive brown beige white whatever there's people out there who love that aesthetic i love that stuff like my apartment as far as i try like i try and keep all the interior design very simple very neutral colors and that's having a huge moment in not just in the sneaker world but fashion furniture interior design art whatever um but like how simple is too simple you know like at least put a little bit of effort into it and uh the 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 new balances for example right like you got the the 990s and there's a second pair of 990s coming out too right the black brown ones and then you have the 992s which are the original one and then you've got like i think there were like vans as well and they're all they also had a they, they also had a previous like the first collab i believe was the 990 v3 like several years ago. Yeah, and it's all the same shade of the same color, you know. And the nine ninety, the nine ninety V threes now, the last couple, and the nine nine twos are pretty much identical, except for the nine nine twos are gray and don't have a black midsole. Um, I don't know, man. Like for me, it's kind of similar to Travis Scott just slapping his reverse swoosh on everything. Like, yeah, okay, it's a signature. I get it. But it's also like a bit gimmicky, you know. I don't know. That's I, just me. I, you know what? Like, I, I would, I would normally have a problem with like, and I would call a collab like this lazy. If like that's what I would normally do in these situations, but you can't deny the fact that all of their collabs, they're just like so wearable. You know, uh, you can you can wear them with anything. You can. Um, and they just they're just so clean the colorways they choose they might be too simple but they're just so clean and there's there's something about the way they do their collabs where they take something very clean and they somehow elevate it 
they somehow add something very subtle to it like for example with the olive 990s you know that that putting that like dark colors on the end logo and then that shade of green is just like very different than a gr shade of green you know what i mean like it's just like nice um and same with the same with uh, you know last year they had that 990 v4 um this like almost like a midnight navy i think or paris mm. navy it was called um that pair was a pair at first that i was kind of just shitting on it saying like oh it's too simple it's too simple but it's actually a really nice pair after seeing it in person uh after seeing them in outfits you realize that okay this is a this doesn't just look like a black pair of 990 v4s grs they look like you know like it, like there's there's something a bit of a, it has a bit of sauce to it you know like it, it's it's um it looks very much like it elevates your entire outfit i think um yeah. it, it it just has like a nice look to them um and, and and it's the same i feel like like these asics pairs they're so simple man they look like every other asics with the metallic silver and the white and the black but yet like i'm looking at them and i'm like i think i'm gonna cop one of these colorways for sure <laughs> like they're like, so nice my question would be if you saw these without the jound association would you think that you know what i mean like no I, like, I, I understand i understand your point my counterpoint to that is I don't think you would see something this clean because I don't think the brands are capable of making shoes this clean without the help of Jound. Like, like my, my point is that Jound is is really good at picking these colorways, just the right shade, just the right bit of minimalism, just the right bit of extra uh, um, design that people want, that people are really desiring that makes it stand out to the point where like the brands can't do it themselves. They need John's help for it. Yeah, like, I don't think I, Asics, you, you know what I mean? Like Asics, Asics has plenty of gel Kayano 14s, but why haven't they released a white and black pair that looks as clean as that one? Like they haven't, you know, like a lot of their pairs are, they have like a lot of blues on there, some reds. Why didn't they think of releasing something this clean, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I think you're right. I think the only brand that comes close or actually replicates what Jound has been doing is Solomon, right? Like Solomon, generally these colorways are like, you wouldn't even have to do a Jound collab because it's already the same, like same types of shades and stuff like that. Solomon's general release colorways are stupid fire. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so nice. I just bought a pair last night, actually, because I saw this new colorway released. It's called like the Safari Vanilla. It is amazing. I'll show Which you a picture of it. Just, just Google it, man. The X, XT6 Safari Vanilla Magnet, I think it's called. Uh, XT6 Safari Vanilla. I'm Googling it now. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. I know this one. Um, very nice. There yeah, was one, dude, look there was at that colorway. Well. It's got like a darker... Um, it's got like an orange uh, midsole and then like a black kind of upper with like some orange hits and gray and whatever. That one's quite nice too. But yeah, I mean, Solomon has like the, on the X-T6 and the X-T4, it's definitely got the really, really nice uh, gradients, shades, neutral colors, but then also like a pops of color here and there. Uh, I think I'm I'm overdue for a pair of Solomons. I've, I have a few, but um, I wore them a while back. Then I gave them to friends or sold them. Um, and these are coming back to haunt me, these these sales, because uh, I really regret that. So I might have to get a pair in, in the next few weeks. Um, but just back to back to Jound, I think you're right. Like, 
there is a place for it, right? Like he's kind of carved his own niche and um, no one else is really doing it as good as him, whether it's a brand or other collaborators. Teddy Santis does something very similar with colors, but it's not as monochromatic as uh, as it is uh, when, when Jown does it. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel you there. I think uh, I think you have a point. Yeah, uh, Teddy, uh, yeah, ALD is uh, kind of in that same genre a bit, but they do seem to switch up the color scheme completely uh, depending on the collab, Uh, whereas Jound is very much like their their aesthetic is, yeah, like you said, monochromatic, uh, clean with not too much much design uh, modifications. Um, It somehow works, and I, I think they do a great job. Uh, you, um, I, I know. I think we talked about potentially hidden New York. Uh, might you know? You think they might one day have a sneaker collab? I think it's very possible. I mean, it's kind of heading that hidden way. Has a Solomon collab, right? Like, uh, oh, do they? No yeah, way. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Even know That's that. coming out soon. Like um, Daniel Arsham has been seen wearing it um, several times, actually. Like when he was uh, doing his like exp- exhibitions and stuff like that. It's a super clean white with uh the green kind of accents and the hidden logo on the heel looks super nice um oh i see it yeah no that's okay no, that, so that, that's that fire hidden, that's fire and i mean hidden has its own merch right just like john has its own merch and kind of collections hidden has its own uh om- there's almost like a subculture of people who wear hidden hoodies and hidden socks and all that kind of stuff i know you have a couple of hidden stuff as well right definitely definitely yeah, so, yeah I, I like uh, the brand they're they're well on their way to kind of establishing themselves and i think merch is always the first step and then you kind of go into proper collaborations and then you do proper collections too where it's not just like oh it's just a hoodie with the hidden logo on it like nah there's more like thought behind it and and you know you do like sweaters and, and whatever um because that's what we've seen with with Jown, where it was you know like some merch, some simple stuff. And now you've got full fledged collections, accessories, and it's all in that like very, very signature palette, that tonal palette. Um, so hidden definitely has next. I'm wondering what other mood boards will be coming up with their own like product. Uh, I know that organic lab dot zip, uh, which is like this outdoor mood brand that posts a lot of morel, uh, a lot of Solomon. They collabed with Solomon a couple seasons back so there's a place for it and mood boards have evolved to become more than just an aggregator of images on instagram right they've become trendsetters they've become kind of people or things that influence right and so brands are noticing and i think it's a definitely a good time to have a a, a, be a mood board admin for sure definitely definitely no that's pretty crazy if hidden comes out with an it looks like they are coming out with that collab. That's a that's crazy. What a come up! Like I mean, they were just the mood board reposting photos. Shout out to them. They reposted a bunch of my photos too in the past. But that's that's uh, that's crazy, man. From mood board to now having your own collabs. They've done they've done already some collabs with like NERD uh, and, and so and also they just recently released a needles collection which looked dope. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to the mood boards. Uh, let's go over one last bit of news, which is Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott's coming out with a brand new silhouette, the Nike Air Trainer 1. Uh, we saw some leaked images, some leaked videos of the shoe. Yeah, give me your thoughts, man. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, so I think this is the first time we've gotten like a really clear shot of or like a video of it on foot. 
Um, and it comes with this like cover that you can latch on and off of the, it covers basically the entire upper. Okay, so I know I've been a big hater of Travis Scott releases in the past. The Fragment missed me with that garbage, right? The PlayStations sucks. Anything with a reverse swoosh, not liking it. But that being said, I do actually, I quite like the colorway on this, this like very dark brown, kind of earthy, deserty kind of tone. Very similar to Jown's color palette in a way. Um, the Air Trainer one is obviously a legendary shoe um, designed by Tinker Hatfield uh, back, I believe it was sometime in the late 80s maybe. Um, and the shoe was basically at the time meant to be an all around sneaker. So back in the day you would have, I mean still today you would have your tennis shoes, you would have your workout shoes, you would have your running shoes. And Tinker was like, yo, let's make a shoe that you can wear all the time. Um, Bo Jackson wore, wore the Air Trainer 3. Bo Jackson was an insane athlete who was good enough to go pro in multiple disciplines. Um, and the Air Trainer 1 was worn by, most famously, by Andre Agassi. No. So, yeah. He the Air Trainer 1? I think so. I think it was, it was Agassi, but it was also uh, John McEnroe who first wore it. And he wore, um, he wore the shoe against Tinker Hatfield's advice. He was like, nah, don't you can train in these, but don't wear these in a game. And then he wore them. And then they kind of took on a life of their own. And everyone was like, oh, what is this shoe? What's he wearing? Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, and so uh, this shoe is historically very significant. The colorway is not bad. Not a huge fan of this cover. Um, I would say that it probably has to do with maybe graffiti culture. I think that, uh, I don't know if you remember the Overkill ZX collaboration from last year, but they also had a cover that kind of covered the entire shoe. And that was to, it was white graffiti people, whatever you want to call them, graffiti artists uh, used to do to cover their shoes so that like no graffiti would splash onto them or no paint. And, um, Travis Scott is part of that whole rager subculture and graffiti obviously belongs to that. So maybe he's moving in that direction a little bit with his influences. I'm not sure. It could also be a cycling thing, but it's obviously not a cycling shoe. Uh, you, if, if anyone cycles like for sport, you can get these covers that cover your shoe when it's wet and rainy um, so that your shoes and socks and feet obviously don't get wet. It looks pretty stealthy. But I, I doubt that that's where Travis got his uh, inspiration for. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think he may have just made the most perfect Travis Scott sneaker because now you finally have a Travis Scott sneaker that you can wear to a Travis Scott festival. Because there's been plenty of before and after pictures of people wearing their Travis Scott Air Force Ones to the festival, them getting completely destroyed, wearing their Jordan 1 Travis Scotts to the festivals and these shoes getting completely destroyed. Well, now you have a shoe that you can cover up during the mosh pits, during the raging, and uh, it won't get destroyed. It, it comes with a cover. Uh, so it, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's pretty good in that sense. I definitely I agree with you. I like the colorway. It's it's surprisingly a really dope colorway with the brown hits, the the bit of like kind of like a f faded burgundy color on the swoosh. 
um pretty nice colorway overall and also like the laces seem to be inspired by like uh hiking shoes as well uh i think it this this collab actually much better than expected i would say uh, i also like the zipper at the back and, and it seems like there's a new logo being used on the shoe instead of that typical travis scott face we have on his shoes instead we get like this cactus corporation logo it's it's much more of like a business feel i would say uh I, I like it i like i like the i'm surprisingly really liking the shoe yeah i like i don't hate it i like it better than some of the other stuff it's definitely better than the air max ones which who knows if those will ever drop um due to obviously the uh debacle and the controversy at astrofest just real quick before i asked you a question um andre agassi wore the tech challenge 2 um he didn't i don't think he wore the air trainer one mcenroe actually wore the air trainer one it was before agassi's time just want to correct myself there but that being said is it too early i know we've, we've spoken about this how do you feel about a travis scott shoe when you know the court hearings are still ongoing i don't think there's been a settlement yet it's kind of still hanging above his head a little bit what are your thoughts uh, I still don't think they're going to release anything until the court hearing is settled. Uh, it would be irresponsible. And, and Nike makes Nike makes so much money from all their other athletes. I don't even think they need that kind of smoke. So I think they're just going to wait it out. I think they're just going to wait until this court thing is done, until there's some kind of verdict. If it's even remotely pos- uh, positive for Travis, then we're going to see a shit ton of Travis Scott releases in the second half of the year. But it just depends on, I think it's just a wait and see approach right now by Nike. Yeah, I agree. I'll see. Uh, I think that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to try and play it as safe as possible, test the waters with these leaks and then, and then release them as soon as they can, but obviously not sooner than when they deem it acceptable. Kind of. Um, I have to say for me personally, it still leaves kind of a, a weird taste in my mouth uh, after everything that happened. Um, but at the same time, I can also understand people who say, you know what, like I just dig the sneakers and I want to get them. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, like we've discussed it a couple times, it's a difficult subject, but uh, those are basically leaking now on hold until whenever Nike deems it okay to kind of come out with Travis Scott gear as Josh was just rounding up. Um, on that topic, upcoming drops. What's what's plenty, coming at us in the month plenty of May? Of, month of May is looking very very promising. Uh, I I'm looking at all of these and I'm thinking like God damn like I, I'm trying to save money because I got like a big trip coming up later this month. By the way, I might even be going to the Champions League final what? with Real Madrid. Yeah, I might be going to the Champions League final. Um, tickets are going to be expensive, but. Uh, my the friends of mine that I'm going with one of them is a massive Real Madrid fan the other guy is like a childhood Liverpool fan and they're going to be in Europe so they're like we have to go like so so we we actually booked our tickets to Paris we haven't got tickets to the game yet but we are going to be looking hard (laughs) but anyway get ready to drop a couple racks or stacks or whatever yeah that's Um, that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking like if it if it's i hope it's not going to be like three thousand euros or something crazy like that but we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see i don't know like you could probably find like nosebleeds for a thousand i don't know maybe really man a thousand 
Oh dude, it's God, the Champions dude. League final in Paris, which is already an expensive city with two huge teams. You know, it's not like one team kind of fluked their way to the final. It's like Liverpool has a massive, massive following worldwide in Real Madrid. Who so it's like there are a lot of fans who will want tickets. It's not like a small team made it through and most of their fans will get tickets. Um, yeah, I, I foresee it being incredibly expensive. Yeah, well, uh, I can only dream. Hopefully, hopefully I mean, dude, uh, I'll be able to get tickets. It, it's, it's also a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing, right? Especially as a uh, Real Madrid fan. So... Definitely. If, if definitely. You have to and that, some, that, did you see that some, game, by the way? Dude, if you have to move some pee, move some sneakers to, to make it work, then then I would say a night like that is probably worth more than whatever the sneakers are worth. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm I have exactly the same thought process. That game was insane. Man, Man City as usual always choking in the Champions League. Dude, I, oh. before the game, I called it. I was like talking to friends that night, and I was like, mm, yeah, I see it being. I was like, oh, I think I think Madrid's gonna win. But I was like, I think Madrid's gonna win two one over ninety minutes, and then score an extra time and make it three one. And I didn't put money on it. I should have. Why didn't you put money, man? <laughs> I just forgot. I was too caught up in the in the whole night of it. But it, yeah, it was an amazing game. For sure, for sure. But we're getting carried away. Let's move back to our upcoming drops. A lot of a lot of heat on the way. We already mentioned the drowned New Balance nine ninety V three in that black and brown colorway. Uh, it will be releasing on the Jound website on May the 12th and a wider release uh, to all of the New Balance retailers on May the 18th. Watch out for that. I'm guessing the retail price will be the same as the other 990 collab, so expect a drop about 250 US dollars or 250 euros. Um, uh, so just, you know, make room in the wallet for that. That's pretty expensive retail. Uh, then on May the 7th, which is probably the day you're, you guys are listening to the pod right now, the Bart Simpson Nike Dunk Low uh, will be releasing. Pretty cool colorway. Um, and, of course, if you're a Simpsons fan, you definitely need this shoe. We'll be releasing on the Sneakers app on this day. Several uh, sneaker boutiques have already done their raffles for it. Um, what else we got? You, maybe you can take us through some of these. Yeah, so the Maison Margiela Reebok Question Instapump Fury and Zig, 3, Zig 3D Storm are dropping on May 20th. Margiela and Reebok have had a partnership that spans several years now and is probably one of my favorite high-end fashion sportswear collaborations because Margiela has been taking Reebok silhouettes and really adding their own authentic twist to them. Um, the question is obviously Allen Iverson's old um, old signature sneaker, Ince Pump Fury, designed by Stephen Smith. Super legendary shoe. And then the Zig 3D Storm is a slightly more modern silhouette. So something in there for everyone. Each shoe comes in all black or all white. Then you've got the off-white Nike Air Force One Mid, which is rumored to be dropping on May 23rd. That's kind of the... Air Force One mid with the wobbly midsole and the spikes on the bottom. Not my cup of tea, but I'm assuming with, you know, Off-White and Virgil Abloh, there's going to be a lot of hype around that. Uh, the Air Jordan 1 bleached coral is dropping on May 14th in Europe. I'm not sure about a U.S. release date. That is kind of a gray, black, and white sneaker. It's quite nice. Um, 
nothing super special, but if you're into Air Jordan 1s, if you listen to our last episode, you know how we feel about how many colorways have been coming out recently, but that is another one that's dropping. Then Salehi Bembury and Crocs are dropping three new colorways of their collaboration on May 24th. That is the Crocodile, Stratus, and Urchin colorways. The Crocodile is that beautiful green, bright green colorway. The Urchin is like this lavender purple, and the Stratus is this kind of gray-white colorway. And then you've got the Stussy Nike Air Force One mids dropping May 13th at Stussy, and then probably getting a wider release at other retailers and at Nike um, the week after. And the Amamanier Jordan 2s, I believe, were supposed to drop on the 13th, but have been pushed back indefinitely because of the break-in. Um, so keep a lookout on social media for news about that release. I think, obviously, it's more important to fix the wall, fix the store, and make sure that you know everyone involved in that is okay and caught and behind bars for the criminals. Um, but yeah, that drop has been delayed indefinitely. No one knows when, but Amamanier will be communicating when that drop will be uh, in the next few days, I think. That's it. I mean, Damn. there's a lot more dropping as well, but these were kind of our favorite picks. Damn, that, that, that's, that's a lot of drops. Oh, just a couple of comments there. That Maison Margiela Instapump Fury looks amazing yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 looks hella dope man with the matte black with the tabby toe uh slightly uh elevated heel that is like damn that, that that's exactly how you do a collab when you take a shoe and completely put your aesthetic on it that's that's dope that that's that's a very very strong collab i would say very disappointed with that off-white air force one mid that is hideous in my opinion, that is that that might be that has to be top five worst off white sneakers. I just don't understand it. Like, why does it have the kind of weird spikes on the bottom? Why is the midsole wobbly? Why the materials, why it, too? What is that like a canvas, entire canvas upper? No, I think it's like a isn't it a fly knit upper? Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> it's a oh weird one God. for sure. I'm I'm very confused by it. I yeah, I'm not a big Air Force One mid fan either, so that is another thing that kind of... Um, I mean, they're pushing the Air Force One mid. We see that with Stussy, and I think there's a couple of other collaborations coming too. Um, yeah, and and the Stussy one, it just looks like your Nike Dunk High, like the black and white Dunk High. Yeah, basically. It's a, it's a reverse panda. Pretty much. It's just... It's basically a panda Air Force One mid. Um, so not too impressed with that collab either i would say out of all of the ones we just mentioned um the salehis definitely definitely need a pair of those especially for the summertime perfect timing i don't care which of these colorways i get i need one of those um but i'm not gonna be there's no way i'm gonna be dropping like 400 to 500 euros though resale like no chance so it's either <laughs> retail or nothing for me uh hopefully more retailers get them this time and also the Jound, um, I definitely will try to get that black-brown pair. That's that's a pretty nice colorway that you can wear all the time. Weird timing, though. It's definitely not a summer shoe, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty nice pair. So I'll, 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 I'll be going for those. 
It reminds me of the ALG 993s, that like beef and broccoli pair. Very much, very much like that. I, I, in fact, I left that comment on the original Jound post and uh, I got a bunch of people messaging me saying that I was blind and like, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we agree. I agree with you there. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that's about it. That's about it for the drops. And that's about it for our episode. Uh, shout out to the fans. Shout out to all of you guys who listen. Uh, appreciate it. And shout out once again for all of the reviews on Spotify as well as Apple Music. Share this with a friend, anyone you know, anyone you know is into sneakers, you know, who would be interested in listening to us. And doesn't matter when you listen to us on your ride. Shout out to all the truck drivers, by the way. I was just thinking about truck drivers for some reason at the gym the other day about how they're just kind of on the road all day listening to stuff. So if you are a truck driver, listening to us in your truck major major shout out to you and uh yeah shout out to everyone man appreciate it and uh, i hope you guys are gonna really enjoy this summer i'm definitely excited for it thanks for listening guys peace